Give us a call, 13.53.53. Send us a text, 0419-767-272. And uh, we got a text here. Uh, I think I was plugging the Kings Breakers NBL Championship Series starting tonight. Mm. And I've got a gr- list of great questions for Brad Rosen. Mm. We're going to have to ask him the same questions next Friday because, as it's well pointed out by one of our listeners, Kings GF doesn't start till next Friday. Why is there two weeks between <laughs> the end of the semi-final series? And it must be because of the FIBA window, because there was a. In fact, I'm getting the thumbs up from our um, our producer Tom. So there's a FIBA window, which is why the Boomers played last night against Bahrain in a World Cup Asian qualifier in Melbourne. The Boomers won that game, eighty-three fifty-one, in what was apparently quite a rusty performance at times, but. Uh, that is why the NBL Championship Series doesn't start for another week. So next week, the Breakers and the Kings, best of five series. Uh, Mention that squad, Clarky. So we've named a 16-man squad for the one-day internationals, three of them after the Test Series on the back page of the Australian. Maxwell, good to go with Warner Agar in return to India for ODIs. And uh, so... Glenn Maxwell's back after his broken leg. Ashton Agar is in the squad. Ashton Agar is in the squad, Clarky. So why has he not played a test match? Why has why have they flown a left arm orthodox to make his debut to play in front of him? Why has he flown home from the from India? And now he's now we're saying he's fit and healthy to be a part of the one day setup. It doesn't make sense, does it? I'm confused. Mm. Apparently. Uh, I heard. Here we go. This is going to be that, that in the nets he was bowling well with a white ball. And oh white my ball. god! Tell me so, that is not true. That's what I'm hearing. Oh my god! So well, they thought, well, we'll send him home, mate. Put an eye mask we'll on him. him. Back. Put an eye mask on him. Then, if that's the case, make him think it's white. <laughs> what? That poor kid would be shattered. He wouldn't know whether he's. I'm Arthur shattered. Or I'm shattered for him. Yeah, I can understand. Mate, why. that is unbelievable. They've sent him home from a tour. But not we, only you not know, a, you're going to pick him in the one day. Not only setup. sent him home, but brought blokes in over the top of him and played to make their debut. Yes, not like you've played fifty tests and got an amazing record. You, yeah, you brought a kid in from WA to make his debut over the top of him. Yeah, I, I didn't think they handled that right. Then again, they haven't handled a lot of things right. I'm just I still can't believe I'm they confused. said they... What, I'm, I'm confused. I don't understand yeah. why Ash hasn't played. I definitely don't understand why you're sending him home. Mm. If you're picking him in the one-day setup, that doesn't make sense. Even if you're picking him in the one-day setup, why wouldn't you leave him in India to keep bowling in preparation? Yeah. Like he's going to come home for a week, fly back because they've got to do a... I would imagine they will have... Ten days, seven days before the first one day are over there, and playing a completely different pitch, <laughs> and probably and probably <laughs> play a tour game. <laughs> it is nuts, isn't it? Uh, who else is in this squad? So they've got... Maxie's back. That's good news. Mitchell Marsh is back. That's yep. good news. They're both coming back from Jai surgeries. Richardson. Jai Richardson, you he's were back asking as well. a couple of yeah, weeks like ago what good happened him. to him. Yep, he's had he had a foot injury, I think. Yes. So okay, so three bla- three blokes back from injury. That's good news. Josh um, Inglis in the squad. He's just got a ton in the Shield game. Cameron Bancroft, big ton yesterday as fourth, well. Fourth hundred this year mm. in Shield cricket. So yep, he's, probably be um, in the Ashes squad. I'd have him ahead of Harris. I would pick Bancroft ahead of Harris in the Ashes squad. Are you picking Bancroft in front of Warner? No. So you're opening with Kawadra and Warner and you're taking Bancroft as a spare batter? Yes. 
Mm. Okay. Yeah. Just in case things go 2019 pear-shaped at the top of the order. Okay. Well, we can't we can't have another series where Davey's averaging nine. Mm. Well, he won't. I, I'm him. backing him in. I reckon. Yeah. I, I'm backing You're him in. You're starting with him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely, I'm yep. starting with him. Like and, and by the way, like not, you know, a lot of people focus on that series. I think in the 2015, your last series, he averaged 45 in England mm. in that series. So. Bad. Davey's done, Stuart Broad had, you know, sorted him out in you don't, 2019. You don't average 40, what's the average? 47 in test cricket. If you're over how many test matches he played? He played 100, 100 test matches. Mm. You don't average 47 as an opener in test cricket if you don't know what you're doing. Like, we talk about Matthew Hayden being one of the best openers the country's ever had. I reckon Haydos ended up averaging 49. Mm. You know, so David's record is phenomenal. You can't just score runs in Australia. He scored runs all around the world. Girls are through to the final, by the way. Yes, I, did, I, saw, I watched a bit of they that game. They did actually. it tough. They will at one point they were in trouble. Mm. In as India, well, India uh, had some real issues in the field. Drop catches, yeah. overthrows. Australia posted four for one hundred and seventy-two in the semi-final in Cape Town last night. Uh, Alyssa Healy, 25. Beth Mooney, 54 at the top of the order. Meg Lenning, not out, 49. Ash Gardner, uh, 31. So four for 172, pretty good total. In response, India were three for 28, but then four for 97. But they were coasting at one point. Yeah, they got a run out, the Aussies. Yeah, a really crucial run Indian out. skipper got run out for 50, I yep, reckon. that's exactly right. Her bat, did you see the run out? Yeah. Her bat got stuck in the ground. Mm. So she would have been home, but as she went to slide a bat, mm. it got stuck in the ground. So, five, yeah, a bit of luck for the Aussies. Five runs they won by. Mm. Only got to win by one. That's it. Bring on the final. England v South, South Africa, Africa, I think, tonight. tonight. Mm. And then Australia will beat whoever wins that game in the final. Uh, hey, boys, love the show. First time texting in Clarkie. They seriously need you back in the Australian cricket team. What will oh it take God. for you to consider a comeback? No. You absolute legend. Is that your dad? Who's really? writing this? What a uh, champion. And bring back Justin Langham. Who's writing this? Jake in Canberra. Jake, where's Jake's number? I'll text you later, buddy. Thank you very much. <laughs> kind words, but no chance am I ever coming back into any cricket team. My time is well and truly up. Uh, yeah, I enjoy watching. I'd like to watch them win. I'd like to see them. This third test, I'd like to see them get a win. I really would. Um, Just. You're not confident, Loz. I know that. You reckon they're no, losing I don't think they can win, mate. I think uh, they're cooked. I don't know. I think I they're don't cooked. Know. Uh, what else? They're in a position last test to win. Yeah. We're in a position last test. 60 run lead, mate. If you make, we make 200 run lead, game on on that wicket. Yeah. So we're so close. Yeah, but we've had every favour. Yeah, know? well, we've won, every, we've won the tosses. been positive for us with the tosses, and we haven't. Allowed India to bat first. Yeah. If India bat first, I'm expecting them to make a massive score, and them not to bat again. That's how confident I am in Australia. Okay. <laughs> Over there, those wickets. Okay. Can we talk about another sport? <laughs> uh, what about this morning road trip from Wagga? Matt and seven boys, and we have a spare ticket. That's obviously for the lunch today. Good on you, fellas. Drive safe. See you later this afternoon. Uh, now, Loz's multi is. Open. What's this? Hi, Mido. The R in Cargillio is near silent. Let, just let it roll off the tongue. Love the segment with the towns. Has Loz been there? I've been One and a half Gilligo. hours roughly from Griffith, says JB from Wagga. Yeah. I've mm. been to Lake. Lake yep. I haven't been there. Can't say I have. Uh, 
Anyway, we've got we've got Loz's multi open. Uh, we'll get to it shortly. We've got John on the line. G'day, John. How are you? G'day, Mido. G'day, fellas. How are you going? Hey, John. How are you? Always buddy? good on a Friday, mate. Not yeah, not yeah, not too bad. Mido, just a quick correction, mate. Alex Ferguson's watch hit David Beckham, not bother. Oh, sorry. <laughs> good mess. <laughs> And uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if David Beckham ended up with 10-year sponsorship from Rolex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did read uh, Fergie's book years ago, and when he talks about it, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just look, just, no, it was Roy Keane's book, sorry. Roy, Roy Keane's book. Great book. Roy, yeah, yeah. I, mate, you ever watch his Great podcast? Player. Roy Keane. Roy Keane. I love them. Oh, no, yeah, I they, they are so entertaining. Talk about a straight shooter. He is absolutely oh, brilliant. yeah. He, he is absolutely yeah. brilliant. He, he talks about everything from football to walking his dog. It's a, it's incredible. Actually, very good. Fellas, on, just on the cricket, are we missing something here regarding this, the, the Australian side in India at the moment? Poor preparation. Uh, look, I, I get that it was an extraordinary year last year where we had a, a backlog uh, through COVID of events, the T20 World Cup, two test series, you know, you had the haggling over the, the Big Bash uh, contracts with Channel 7 and Fox, which, you know, demanded more quality players or higher-ranked players uh, playing in the tournament. Hence, you had Uzi, Warner, the heap of them, Smithy, all playing in the, in the BBL instead of preparing for what is the hardest road trip in world cricket. And I think the chickens just came home to roost. That plus a few unexpected injuries. Look, I'm not. I don't know. Even if we prepared better, we probably wouldn't have beaten India in India. Not many have in the last ten, fifteen years, if any. If any have. So, are we overreacting a little bit to this? Uh, are, are we just, you know, ready to shelf players and criticise captains and and everything else when, you know. I think the preparation is what's caused the uh, the downfall of the side. Is it? Yeah. Oh, look, are are I, we I, overreacting, Clarky? Well, are I, we expecting too much? I, I I don't. I think we will always have high expectations of the Australian cricket team, and I think we should. I think when you look at the players that we have, we've got a very talented team with yeah, a we, lot of experience. It's a national sport. Yeah, I don't. I've, I th- I don't mind us being hard, I, and I yeah. always felt that as a player as well. I didn't mind the public being hard on us because. You know, we, we, we're hard on each other in that team as well. I, look, I've, I've made it clear my thoughts on preparation. I, I don't think it was as good as what was required. I understand their reasons. I understand the BBL. I understand money, all of that. But that's why I wasn't surprised by us losing the first test match. I thought we'd play better in the second because the first test was like a tour game. Um, but no, I, look, and I don't, think, I don't think we've been too hard on individual players. I think we've looked at the way they've got out and been hard on that. I think we've looked at their tactics in regards to try and play across the line on a wicket that's not bouncing, particularly against the spin. I think we can be hard on that. Um, Paddy Cummins' captaincy, I don't think I don't think anyone's been too critical. I think, you know, the team hasn't helped him by putting enough runs on the board for him to, you know, be a bit more aggressive tactically. But anything that's been said about Paddy's captaincy, I think's probably been constructive. I think he would be taking it constructively as well. And it looks like he's probably had other stuff on his mind. So we've also got to understand and respect that with what's happening with his family, you know. So, uh, we're, or, yeah, I think we, we're always going to be hard and, and I know when you're in that bubble playing sometimes you take it personally but 
That's okay. It just shows that everyone loves the Australian cricket team, wants to see us do well. I love that. If it's a major goal of Australia to win a Test Series in India, you've got to give yourself every chance agree. of winning. I agree. And we haven't Is that done right? That. And yeah, we haven't 100%. done that. 100%. It, it doesn't matter whether we won or lost. If you gave yourself the best chance, you got over there, you had the right prep, you know what? They were too good. Yep. They were just too good. But when selection is not right, when your preparation is not right and you're not sure on what you're doing, when you go out there to bat and you're not batting and following a plan, mm. you're in all sorts. Even, even the camp, like you could even go, if they're worried about not getting a pitch in India uh, that spins enough or they've got spin bowlers, we've done it before in the past. You could have went to the UAE. You could have flown to Dubai. Mm. They would have organised a... Uh, there would have been a team that definitely would have come together. You could have played against each They would have set up a wicket exactly what you wanted. Yeah. That's why the ICC have that um, set up in Dubai. They'll give you whatever you want in very similar conditions to what you're going to get in India. Yeah. It would have been better off doing that than doing North Sydney Oval <laughs> in Australia. Like, come on. Well, what well you mentioned it the other day with the clay. Different Mate, clay. Completely mm. different. Like, you actually, we tried. The Centre of Excellence in Brisbane, Pat Howard was in charge. Mate, they got, I think they actually got the pitch. It was a drop-in wicket. I think mm. they got it from India. They brought it to Australia. It, was, it still was nowhere near like what you get in the subcontinent. You, you can't reproduce that in Australia. And again, the heat. Mate, you give me Brisbane or Queensland or anywhere 35 degrees, then you give me 35 degrees in India. It's a completely different heat. You know, you can't reproduce that. I told you, say, so you go to an Indian, Indian restaurant and eat Indian food in Australia versus Indian food in India. Yeah. It's, it's like yeah. you're eating Chinese and Italian. They're two mm. different meals. Yeah. Well, what hope have we got when uh, the governing, well, the, the lead body of, of cricket in this country, Cricket Australia, is all but confirmed the biggest priority was television ratings for the Big Bash. Anyway, <laughs> don't get me started. Um, thank you for the call, John. Sean, morning. How are we? Yeah, good mate. Yourself, mate. I can't complain, mate. Pup, this whole thing with, with with the cricket, it's absolute shambles from day one. Like I know we haven't won there like, for a long, long time, but we all we do is destroy ourselves before we even get on the plane. Well, we haven't. Like, I, I think Loz just said it perfectly. We haven't. We haven't. We can't look at each other and go, "We tried everything. We gave ourselves the best chance. We didn't." Yeah, that's right. Exactly right, mate. You can't. You can't go there half done. It's like going to like a racehorse going to help Melbourne Cup being only, only half fit. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. Especially no, against we, the we, best. When you're playing the best in their backyard, you've got to give yourself every chance. And then you need yep. and then you need just about everything to go right. You know, That's the right. ashes like, is going to be the same. England is going to be the same. I can't wait to see what our preparation is after this tour to to prepare for an ashes series. I guarantee you there'll be two games in England. They won't walk into the first test in England without a tour game after what's just gone down. No, no way, mate. No way. And England and might produce an absolute slow bunts and burner and play you know, medium paces, county bowlers. And Australia's still going to play against them. That's they, it, mate. They, mate it's, it's ridiculous. And Loza? Yes, mate. Mate, the rugby league this season, um, I'm trying to work out a, a, a top eight like most of us are. Mm. Um, but I can see, and you know I'm a scout supporter, I can see, hopefully, a Rabbits and Roosters grand final. I, I couldn't talk you out of that. I, I think that, that would be very competitive. That would be awesome. I don't think it's never happened, has it? Never happened, mate. Not once. Never happened. Be big. That'd be a massive game if it did. Look, I, I look at the Roosters team and go, wow. If they're fit, fit and healthy, uh, they'll definitely be 
the team, in my eyes, they're definitely the team to beat and will finish in the top four. I think South have a chance of finishing in the top four, but regardless of where they finish, if they're healthy and fit, they'll be hard to beat. Yep. Right, well, I'll back in here, mate. See how we go. Good on you. On you, Sean. Right, it's time for Dripping Multi Gold, courtesy of Sticky Wings this Friday morning and uh, Lorenzo Daly going for two in a row. All right. This is your moment, Loz. Well, I'm doing something that the Australian cricket team haven't done. I've prepared well. (laughs) All right? I've given myself every opportunity to get this multi home again. So this is what we're going to do if you want to be a part of the BSB multi. We are going Ramwick, race seven, number one in secret to win. So we're going to stand her out to win in secret. Then we are going down to race seven, the Blue Diamond in Melbourne. And I'm going to go number eight, Don Corleone, to run top four. I like top four. I think you'll run a hole. To run top four. And if you want to be a part of this multi, it's paying $6. Gun Philly, good colt, six bucks, tab app, tab website, click on sport and today's offers and... I know it's always around this time on a Friday morning. Sometimes you, we get a lot of text saying, I can't get on. It's because the system has a reboot. So just go in and out of your app, et cetera. If you can't get on, it'll be there a few minutes after. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm seeing it there, at least on the website at the moment, under today's yeah. offers, the Big Sports Breakfast Best, Loz's Multi, as he goes for back-to-back triumphs. $6, I believe we're going to have a, a lunch multi later today too. Oh, for those I'll wipe my hands from that. I've got no idea about the lunch mm. multi because no, I that's a, a part of that. I think that's a Mosley Pengilly Moss treble. Mm. Bit oh. of a tease. Mossy. Yeah. Right. We're going to throw a soccer leg in. Or is he... Sounds like it. Picking a horse, Mossy. Well, I dare say we'll use him. We'll get him to play to his strengths. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I love it. I love it. The Wasta. Watch him go. Let's see how he goes then. Mm-hmm. Put the pressure back on those guys. You'll be hoping it wins, won't you? <laughs> I'll be death riding it for sure. <laughs> the only multi I want to see win is mine. Oh, I don't got care it. about anyone else. I oh, got it. We got it. We got it. <laughs> By the way. Dave's one. <laughs> Don't care. Speaking I, uh, of Dave. Death Ride, that. Yeah. Speaking the of one Dave. on the Saturday. Oh, speaking we, of Dave. What about this? We will oh, get to Dave. Oh, mate. Yes. I've fallen for it again. Oh, no. <laughs> mate. No, I'm on this group chat as well. No. When, you know, last, on this last group night. Chat. Mate, no, oh. you listen to how confident he is. And you know what? We all fall in. It was no, sickening. You blokes are unbelievable. Mate, can't how, get beaten. How many times? Uh, mate, I don't know why I do it. <laughs> I do not know why. Mido, I fell into his... Have you got what he first yeah. come out with? Yeah, What's he it? sends the tip. It was a pack of them last mm. night. It's a moral. <laughs> Honestly, boys, it won't be beaten, <laughs> said trainer, just declaring it. Trainer's declaring it. So Hasn't we... declared this for a long, long time. <laughs> oh my God. Um, put it this way. If it loses, we're losing with... Uh, yep, anyway, keeps going. It's just... Uh, it's, Oh, anyway, it's Mate, just, the, just the confidence is next level. You know when he t- you know how Dave talks confidently. Oh, and man. then you go, oh, I need to be on this one because I don't want to be missing out because I think this will run well. He's just sold it to me so well, and it ran like a donkey. My God, I didn't see the race. Oh, it's filthy. And I'm not going to go and watch. Don't the watch it either. Don't watch it. Anyway. No excuses. Aussie women through to the 2020 World Cup final, their seventh final.
in T20 cricket, the World Cup, and four for 172 they posted. India, eight for 167 in response. So a five-run triumph in, uh, well, a very tense match there. Ash Gardner, player of the match, 31 off 18 deliveries, two for 37 with the ball. Beth Moody top scored with 54. Meg Lenning was 49 not out in our total of four for 172 in response. India... At one stage, had us under severe pressure, but a crucial run out of their captain sort of swung the match back in Australia's favour. And uh, best of our bowlers, well, I mentioned Gardner, two for 37, but also young Darcy Brown, uh, two for 18 from her four overs, was very economical. So, Clarky, we're looking good. Lock them in. Lock the girls in. Yep. I know it was a tough semi-final against India. Um but, yeah, I'm really confident they'll go on and beat one of England or South Africa, whoever qualifies tonight, to play them in that final. I think they're, they've been ready, they're undefeated, they've played brilliant cricket, and I just think they'll all be up for, for the biggest stage. And what well under them again, Meg Lenning, outstanding, her captaincy, the way she's playing, and the rest of the girls have all contributed. And just in the Sheffield Shield, uh, all those games going on at the moment as well, uh, the game between New South Wales and Queensland delicately poised heading into the final day today. Queensland won for 35, Chase and they need another 198 yeah. to win the match. What Can you just show me New South Wales' second innings? What did they get bowled out for? 216. 216. So they've, uh, yeah, they've, with Moses Enriquez, 40. They made 280 there. It's game over. And, of course, Neeser and Steckity, the Queensland Quicks, five wickets between them, causing us some dramas there. So uh, after a slender first innings lead, it looks like we're going to, in fact, Ben Dwarshus right down at number 10, 48 not out. He saved our blushes off 45 deliveries there. Uh, So that will be a tense finish there in that Shield game today. But uh, Cameron Bancroft, uh, certainly the story yesterday from an individual standpoint, another big ton for him. And uh, oh, you should see all the cheerleaders over in WA. They want him over in that test side right now. They want Warner gone, Bancroft in. Well, Warner's home. Correct. But so, they want him, they want him on a plane over there. Why so, have they not sent a spare batsman over? 176 not out for WA yesterday. Teague Wiley, the youngster. What is he, 18, 19 yeah. years of age? He scored 80 off 191. So why he's going to be not, one to watch. Why have they not sent a spare batsman Well, for I guess Warner? they're thinking head opening... Renshaw, Hanscom, five and six. No. Oh, sorry, Cameron Green. Green sorry, because so Green's got, back. So now Renshaw goes to his spare, spare batsman. Spare batsman. It? That's what they'd be thinking. Okay. Well, gee, they've spent some money on flights, Clarky, as well. <laughs> Mate, they're not flying economy, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are not in economy. Oh, dear. Yeah. No, well, let's, uh, yeah, fingers crossed. We've still got a bit of time. Ho- I'm hoping Paddy Cummins gets back on that plane as well. I hope he's okay and everyone's all right in regards to his family. And then hopefully he gets back on that plane and helps turn things around as skipper of that team. And we find a way to get a win in this third test match. Bit of Lake Cargelligo chat on the text line here. Some tough footballers have come out of Lake Cargelligo playing as Lakes United in the Group 20 competition. Harry Sanson, Ray Thorpe, Tony Orr, to name a few. Have a great lunch, men, says Sully. Uh, you gave Lake Cargelligo yesterday. What about Sandy Hollow? No, I didn't. Did I? Surely I didn't do the same thing two days in a row. I mean, I've had many moments. I don't think I did that. No. Morning, Bradley. Good morning, boys. Bit of a hop in the step here. Go those kings. I was a week early. 
What's doing? <laughs> yeah, you and everyone else. Unfortunately, the fever breaks. It's uh, caused that bit of a drama in the NBL, so we don't play game one until next Friday. Why? What, what's the... It's a great question, and I actually spoke to head office and I got the exact answer. So the deal is, a year ago, yeah. they have to put this FIBA window in, and that's a FIBA rule. It okay. is not the NBL. Okay. They've got no control. Okay. The NBL, in theory, have a choice, even though FIBA would look down on it, to say, oh, we're going to play. We don't have to take this FIBA rule. The problem is, a year ago, they have to make a decision. Are there going to be any players that could potentially be a problem which would hurt a team. Mm. Now, Australia turn around and go, well, we just won't play anyone. That'd be fine. There's no players currently in the Boomers that are playing in the grand final series, but New Zealand do. So ironically, they've made the call correctly because New Zealand have to play in this feed window. New Zealand are in the grand final. They've got a fair few players playing in this. Mm. So it's absolutely like bad timing and everything, but it had to be done. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of players that couldn't play in the grand final series. Yeah, so well, it's a shame, but it's the right thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, Brad. But also, um, with the Kings, it might be a blessing in disguise because they had a number of guys carrying injuries into that final series over Cairns, didn't they? Couldn't be better. Yeah, you look at someone like Xavier Cooks, rolled his ankle in game two, played in game three. He was limping. There's no question about that. So that gives him an extra 10 days to get ready. I'm sure everyone else has got some niggling injuries and you're niggling, I should say, injuries. And, and, and it just gives them an extra time. It's just a shame with momentum. And look, I'm yeah. sure once the series starts and the crowd gets involved, it'd be great. But yeah, not, not the greatest of timing. That's what I was going to ask, Brad. So then how does this first game, like, does that become more important or is there an understanding that mate, two weeks off in any sport is, that's enough time to, for a tiny bit of rust to creep in yeah. or for you just not to, to feel like, like I, I feel, I found anyway when I played a lot of the cricketers when they were at their best, they were, it's nearly like they started the game on that brink of fatigue or injuring yourself, but you were, you know, you had momentum from the game before or the test match before. How does it work in basketball? Yeah, no, you're right. And it's mentally as well. You know, I, I agree with you. You know, if, you, if you're if you playing game in, game out, you don't have time to think about it. Yeah. Just get out and play. Yeah. So I agree the mentally side. Basketball is one of those sports though, where you can go at it in training. So you can try and put yourself in that position, but you're never going to play as hard as what you play in a game. There's no question about that. So it is a coach's nightmare. That's the probably answer to it. You know, two weeks of downside is just not what anyone wants. So it's tough. But, you know, there's the positives of the injury-wise. But, yeah, you just want to play, no mm. question. In your mind, have the best two teams made it through to the final? And the matchups, how do they match up against each other? Yeah, great question. To answer it, um, I thought there was the top three teams, and I thought Cairns were in that as well. So I thought Cairns, Sydney and New Zealand were the best three teams all season by far. Cairns, unfortunately for them, they ran into some injuries. And I thought they and the Kings were going to be the two in the grand final. But they ran into some injuries with Keanu Pinder. And then their, and McCall got injured. And then they scraped in and were, were lucky to get a game off the Kings in that series. New Zealand, Sydney, now the best two by far. I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Barry Brown Jr. Um, was the best six man. He's their import for New Zealand. He's the guy to watch out for. And William McDowell White, a Sydney kid, actually. He did play for the Kings many years ago. These two have been great. And they have been really, really pushing this team. And they're going to be outstanding. And for the Kings, there's no question. It's got to be led and led hard by Xavier Cooks. 
Well, looking forward to it next week, of course, game one. So uh, with this <laughs> I love feed, that next, <laughs> next week. <laughs> we're talking to Justin Simon, I think, two days ago, and I was there thinking he's going to be pumped up for yeah. this Friday night. Yeah. Not playing. More importantly, did your Justin feet up. think that? Oh, yeah, he did too. He was yeah. with us. <laughs> he'll be there. Don't worry. He'll be there tonight, and he'll be there next Friday. <laughs> uh, pumped for the training session. So with the FIBA break, then with the Boomers, then eighty-three to fifty-one against Bahrain. How was that yeah. performance last night? Very rusty at times. Yeah, it was rusty. I mean, this team, you know, most of those players haven't played for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, um, Dean Dickerman was the coach. He hadn't coached them before because Brian Gorshin's the Boomers coach, obviously, but he's overseas coaching. So it was rusty. It was always going to be rusty. Thirty-point win, you know probably should have been more in the context of the things, but enough of a win, and that's what they needed to do. And just so we know, that that FIBA idea is that is to be able to make qualifying for the World Cup. Now, that game meant nothing because we'd already qualified, but that's why it was such a downside game, really. Mm. Just fast-forwarding when the next big competition comes around for the Boomers, Brad. Mm-hmm. Does Ben Simmons make the squad? Yeah, it's a great point. And, and just so we know, when these tournaments come around, which is the World Cup, using example, or, or, or the Olympics, um, the, it's never the NBA is on. So then that you tick that off the box. Can he play? The answer is yes. To me, with you, what you're asking me, if Ben Simmons wants to play, you put him in. That right. guy's 6'10". He can do things that no one else can do. Now, in the NBA, people might say, but he's only averaging six points, nine rebounds, 10 assists, or whatever it is. I would take anyone averaging that in the NBA in any team I've ever got in my life. The difference is it's Ben Simmons and that that polar person that he is. But he can only make the team better. And I think under the Brian Gorgian coach team with Paddy Mills and the other um, mm. other Aussies in there, he will only play well. I don't think he likes to play basketball. He doesn't look like he's having one bit of fun. Couldn't agree more. If you asked me a few years ago, yes, I think oh. what went down in Philly has absolutely destroyed him, and now it looks like, do I have to do this? And yeah. I feel so sorry because we don't see the that's, best. Guy. That's why I reckon it would have been great for him to go to the Olympics and get yep. around all the Aussie blokes, Definitely. and they would have supported him. 100%. 100%, mate. That was exactly what he needed. And you look at like a Matisse Thibault that he went to the Olympics, and now like he, he, they're brothers is what he's got. Like We're brothers in arms. Yeah, Ben, ben needed that, I agree. Over in the States, as uh, they get through that uh, joke of an all-star game the other day, surely that Oh, got... was that on? <laughs> oh, what a joke. Seriously, yeah. just get rid of it. Yeah, I watched my son play the all-star game on the NBA 23 app. That was much better, trust me, <laughs> on the PlayStation. It was so much better. Tell us about the hype about this French, well, the, the player that's certain to be the number one pick in the draft, Victor Wombanyama. Man, you got to watch this kid. He is unbelievable. Seven foot, whatever. His wingspan is eight foot. This guy is having 30 points, 15 rebounds, 10 blocks. He is the next generation. Now, for NBA teams, they will try and do whatever they can do to win that lottery. He is a franchise player. Bar injury, he will be the next big thing. I have not seen a kid like this. He is over seven foot two, three, whatever he is, and he can dribble the ball like a Steph Curry. He can shoot the ball like a Clay Thompson. He can block like Shaquille O'Neal, and he runs the floor like LeBron. It is unbelievable. I cannot wait to see this kid play. Wow. So the way you're talking about him, I mean, this is the way people talked about LeBron before he got drafted, yeah. Kobe Bryant before he got drafted. 100%. 
100%. What he's doing is phenomenal in the G League. You know, 40 and 50 point games. You just you don't do that unless you've got something. But the fact that he's the the, the height that he is and that he can run unbelievable. Cannot wait to see it happen. How does it work again, Brad? You t- spoke about that that lottery. So they all just go into a like the bottom teams. Do they go into a draw and you just yeah? So it's so you, so you can't throw you can't not throw games, but you you can't lose no, games just to finish last to get. Even if you tank, pick. you're not guaranteed yeah, the guaranteed, number one pick. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's what used to happen. So many mm. years ago, if you tanked, you were at the bottom of your conference and then they have like, they call it the ping pong balls where they throw all the ping pong balls in a bowl and you um, and, and then swivels around and you pick it out and you're the number one. And the lower you are, the more you got. So the more chances you had. So a lot of people did that. It's slightly changed now where you can't do that, but they still do it via the same way. But the bottom line is they all will go in and, into this, you know, draft as they call it, and then it gets picked out. But the chances for being the bottom is a lot less than what it used to be. Still a better chance because mm. they still want that to happen. But use an example like a team, um, you know, like the Phoenix Suns, who's probably sitting up the top. The chances they're getting are remote. So then the the lesser teams definitely got the chance. Um, you know, the Cleveland Cavs and, and and teams like Detroit. Detroit's a very good chance of getting that. There's no question of that. But there's no guarantee. Thank you, Brad. My pleasure. Have go a great those, weekend. Go those boomers. And next week we'll talk on Friday where I can say, go those kings. Now, the Big Sports Breakfast is live on Tab's new social betting product, Bets Friends. If you haven't got the Tab app, of course, download it. But once in the Tab app, just head to the Bets Friends tile on the homepage. Create your profile with a quick couple of steps. And you can access a heap of our tips and expert predictions. And yes, we'll even have Ali's tips, who's coming up shortly, on Bet's Friends shortly. Uh, so if you miss any tips, a whole heap of them will be in there. You can copy our picks straight to your Bet Slip if you like. You can also find some other gems on the BSB page in there too, including at today's lunch as well. So get in your app and get into Bet's Friends. And you're going to be everyone's Bet's Friend by giving your multi. This, today, this is what we're doing. We're going Ramwick Race 7, number one, in secret. We need her to win. And then we are down at Sandown in the Blue Diamond. Race 7, number eight, Don Corleone to run top four. Top and four. If you want to be a part of that multi, that's paying $6 this morning. Six bucks in its usual spot. Ali Mosley, good morning to you. Straight off the bat, what do you make of Loz's multi? Uh, I like it. I think in secret it'll be super hard to beat. Um, I like to do gotcha as well, but I think it'll just be a little bit tricky for her there first up. So I think in secret certainly has that one in the bag. Don Corleone, he's a he's a ripper horse too. Um, I've liked him since the first day I saw him at those early two-year-old trials. And I think to run top four, he's certainly well well in that. I think Barber will likely win the slipper and little bros um, will probably run a place, but Don Corleone will run right up to them, I reckon. There you go. Oh, very, oh, that's good, Ali. I'm glad seal you're giving it a little bit of a seal of approval. Confidence Snowden, levels are high. The Snowden grand final trainers, we know. So I think um, we can trust them enough. <laughs> yes, we can. And also, uh, a lot of judges are talking about the Sydney horses being a bit stronger than the Melbourne horses. Yeah, I feel that Sydney form always seems to stand up very well, particularly when they go down there for the, the carnivals. And it, I mean, with the only one who I think probably who doesn't have that Sydney form 
that will run in that probably top four is Little Bros. Um, he's been going really well. Um, a midfield draw just, I think, enables him to, to stalk the speed and then hopefully sit off it and, and charge late. So that's what I'm hoping will happen for him. But Barber, I've, I've liked the whole way through, so I'll stick with him in the slipper. What about... Uh, in the blue yeah, What about Enemo? Uh, oh, I think he'll be really hard. I, I don't want to tip against him. I I think he'll be really hard to beat. Um, I think he's too versatile, particularly on what he's now. This is what I'm sort of um, struggling with at the moment. So we're on a soft six, and today's meant to be... We're not going to have any rain today, and we know how well Randwick can drain. So um, on a soft six today, we've got today and tomorrow for the track to, to hopefully dry out a little bit more. So I think Animo will win, but then again, I just I want to stick with Fangirl to run second. So at eight dollars, I think at the place she's she's probably worthwhile having a bit of a, a bit of a go on because if we can get into that, you know, soft five range by tomorrow, then we get an upgrade. You never know, we might um, end up on a good track by the afternoon. Okay, who are we betting on in the next thirty six hours, Ali? Who are your best bets? <laughs> okay, so we'll start tonight and we'll go race six. Silent Agenda, who is on the week backup. So this is in race six now in this benchmark 72. So over Canterbury tonight for our listeners. Canterbury. Yep. This is Canterbury. Yep. Sorry, I should have explained that. So he's on the seven-day backup. He's up to, uh, I think, a trip that will suit him. He's pretty versatile on ground. So they're on a heavy eight there at the moment. So you, you want to be with a thick horse, a horse who's been up a little while. Like him, he'll handle the ground. And again, I just think he's overs. The blink has come off again. So a bit of a gear change for him. So that is race six tonight at Canterbury. So Number three. Agenda. Number three. Yep. Go for it. And then in race eight, um, I want to stick with Jonquera. I'm definitely afraid of Kazoo, but I think Jonquera has the edge. Um, she's just such a talented filly. She missed out last start at Warwick Farm. That was a month ago, so she's had a bit of a freshen, but she came out at the Gold Coast and blew them away and I think showed us all what she's capable of. I just I think she's been a little bit tricky, so they've given her that month between. So I'll go with Jonquera in the last at Canterbury. That's number two, race eight, number two. What else have we got? Uh, then we move on to the highway. So this is now tomorrow <laughs> at Randwick. And I like Seiko in the highway. I, I just think he's over. The, I've not checked his price to see if it's changed uh, in the last sort of 24 hours. But I just thought he was way overs when I was having a look at him at $31. He's been up a while, rock hard fit in all in six of his runs this prep. He's had five placings. So... Uh, for a fit horse, probably starting on a soft track tomorrow. I can't see um, how he's so long. So at 31 bucks, I'll, I'll go for the for a bit of an each way. I think a place chance at least in the so, highway. So that's Seiko. Race two, number six, $34 the win, $6 the place. Uh, then in race three, we'll kick on to Shinzo, who ran third on debut in the Canterbury behind Red Resistance and King's Gambit. So there's really good form around him and, and he's my best bet of the day, Shinzu, with James McDonald and Chris Wallach combining. So he's the two-year-old, I think, who maybe will look, we haven't seen a great deal of yet, obviously, but I think we'll put his hand up a little bit late. And then in that race, and the only reason that I'm not fully with him, and but I still would like to just see how he goes and maybe back in a place, is that he's got the synthetic hoof filler on, that is Gunbaray, number four for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott in that same race and then we go on to race five i'm going with norwegian bliss there's not a heap of speed in this race she's drawn the leaders barrier and i think she's got enough speed to lead them up 
over 1,400. She stripped a lot fitter than her first up run where she was caught wide, which was probably always going to happen from that barrier. And again, I think at the each-way value, if she can get some cheap sectionals, Norwegian Bliss will run a really nice race, and I'm with her in the fifth. Any more, Ali? We, yep. <laughs> Go for <laughs> I'm it. Let me just take a breath then. Um, and then I'm going with Profondo each way in race nine. But I say each way, and I'm just about to check his price. And I think they've come for him as well. No, he's 650. So, oh, no, they have any 650 and 210 okay. the place. Okay, mm. I'm wrong then. So I'll go with Profondo um, trialling up really well. I think I've found a great race for him. Um, and I think hopefully we can see his brilliant best this prep and hopefully uh, we'll kick it off here, getting a bit of a price about him in the Liverpool City Cup. Love your work, Ali. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. See you today.